right. So we're here on location at the Black Iron Bistro, uh, new to Kenmore, but they've been around for a while. And we're talking to the bar manager, Cassidy. And I guess your DJ name is, what is it again? <laughs> DJ Struggle Bus. And why DJ is that? DJ Struggle Bus. <laughs> it's a really long story, but it's so simple in the fact that aren't we all a little bit on the struggle bus all the time? I, I'm <laughs> very so. much on the struggle bus. Yeah, I yeah. I, uh, I just got back into town. I was out of town. Um, I went to New Orleans, actually, for oh the boy. weekend. So, I yes, I was DJ struggle bus <laughs> myself this morning, Cassidy, so I understand. Yeah. I think I passed the struggle bus on the way to Jamestown today. <laughs> Passed you right by. Yeah. Oh, no. So we're here again at the Black Iron Bistro, the burgeoning Kenmore food scene. Um, I feel like nobody around, nobody in the village is doing what you do here. Um, I think in a couple mile radius, you'd have to go before you get the quality of cocktails and food and experience you do anywhere else. Yeah. I mean, I would go on a limb and say that I haven't seen many people in Buffalo really paying this much attention to the details that we do. Mm -hmm. um, so it's exciting to be able to offer that. I want to talk the experience here. So this is our first time, uh, listeners, this is our first time taking it, other than our Christmas shows, on the road. Uh, so we're being on location here, I get to like take in all the ambiance here and just like the colors and the motif and like everything is just like this. I, I don't even know what kind of ambiance how to describe it. Help me out here, Jim. Ooh, give a couple words. Let's hear it. I, I, you know the 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 purple, the purplish lighting the, on, on the black. Um, we've got some 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 bucks, right? There's some taxidermy up Ta here. Taxidermy, but, yeah. Um, but with the exposed, uh, it's, so it's like an industrial hunting cabin. Yes, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel like you being a Twin Peaks fanry, it speaks to that vibe. Yeah, it very. A little it, bit. I'm feeling that almost Upscale. like yeah. right. If like you you could come to the Black Lodge, but for uh, you know a nice. I feel like, I, like the. Uh, uh, the parents on the, in the movie Beetlejuice, if they had a hunting cabin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. That makes sense. Just don't say his name three times. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we don't want to go there tonight. Right. But Cassidy, you've got an interesting journey. You, like me, grew up in Chautauqua County. You were more in the sticks, though. Yeah, way out there with yeah. um, the deer and Amish. <laughs> um. and, the, and the Blue Heron Music Festival. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah, so maybe you go into a little, little bit about how you started there, how you kind of had to use every little bit of everything there, being in the country, right. and then how you, how you got to this, this point, being the bar manager and creating your own uh, tinctures, herbal tinctures, and, and everything else. Yeah, so living in the country is certainly, maybe that's where the DJ struggle bus comes <laughs> from. Um, <laughs> You have to be aware and appreciative of, of the little things. It's full circle kind of attention uh, to details. So in the summer, you get a fresh peach and you figure out how can I use this. Okay, so there's fruit of the peach. There's the pit of the peach. You're going to can it. You're going to have it fresh. I mean, there's nothing like opening up a uh, freshly canned peach from you know the heat of the summer in February when mm. it's freezing cold out and especially if it's something you created and put up and thought about and preserved for yourself to have later there's more to it than just cracking open a can of peaches from the store 
Um, and then those cans can be used again. Those jars can be used for everything. So mindfulness to be able to be sustainable all year by your, you know, by yourself. You mean to tell me Domonte doesn't have the market cornered on canned peaches? <laughs> <laughs> this is blowing my mind. <laughs> so how, do, how does that, um, and, and that's like, like, that's an incredible ethos about, you know, sustainability and how really to be mindful, which I, I frankly, I don't have. I'm just a, a, a waste, waster, you know, I'm the, like, unfortunately for myself, the most capitalist person. I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, I, I, I actually just buy packaging just to throw it out. Just to yeah. throw the garbage <laughs> bag. Oh, no. I, I'm, I'm teaching mother nature a lesson right. uh, so you, that yeah. she won't forget. Right. Taking that saran wrap and just. Right. Yeah. 90% right of right. my income goes towards styrofoam peanuts. Right. <laughs> you know, you, Hey, aren't they edible? Did we determine that the styrofoam? Uh, anything's edible if you try hard enough. Oh, wow. Yeah, now that now they're they made them so you could eat the packing peanuts. Oh, okay. So yeah, they're made out of cornstarch. Oh, oh. Uh, oh. So I don't have to buy dog food anymore. I could just <laughs> Ernest can just go to town. You on put a little blue cheese and hot sauce on the packing peanuts, and I. That's right. Mm-hmm. Packing peanuts, buffalo style. Buffalo style. All right, all right. So, talk to us, Cassie. So you you clearly have an ethos of sustainability, and I'm sure that informs uh, you know what you do here at Black Iron. So talk to us a little bit about you know. Obviously, that level of detail uh, mm-hmm. to attention, um, how that sort of plays out in, in what you do at the bar. Yeah, so I came on in, I guess it was September. We all started fresh at this location, except for Brian. He's the chef and owner. So he brought myself and uh, my coworker, Derek, on. He is our wine guru mm-hmm. um, and floor manager, and I am the spirits and uh, bar manager. So when I came on, it was the end of summer, winding down. My goal was to only have the things that I really believe in on the shelf and also in the glass. For example, the first menu was featuring local cherries that I brandied and preserved to be able to have as my, you know, bar cherries. Same with olives. I took it really seriously to be able to do each step and only offer the best quality that I know how. So uh, that's kind of each menu that I've put out has been inspired by what is at its peak, things that myself or the kitchen has preserved and so that's been really great as well to have such a small team there's four of us total we're able to feed off each other creatively share ingredients which all ties into our dining experience here so um, if you're not already aware we do four courses with four beverage pairings uh, and it's curated day of sometimes a few minutes before it hits the table it's like a full experience that we offer first time i came here with my wife i was aware that you did the um you know the prefix menu i didn't know that there were wine pairings with it yeah wine so was, and cocktail pairings so um so i started out with a few cocktails i'm yeah. like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna get my friday started right and then i didn't realize there was a bunch more drinks to come <laughs> i had to find another way home that night yeah. so just just be aware yeah the pairings are great yeah. But, yeah. but buckle up. Buckle up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, no, I mean, that kind of curation, obviously I know that, you know, it's very much uh, in, in vogue 
that there's a lot of you know restaurants and, and bars um, that have been offering like the curated menu experience and, and putting a lot of thought into it. Obviously, this is like a, a very exciting trend for people who like to go out and eat nice food and drink you know nice drinks and, and things like that. Um, what kind of and you said it was in concert with the kitchen and you know with the wine pairings as well. But what um, are, are there any like uh, I'm trying to like think if there's any like any crowning achievements for you so far? Where you're like, yeah, I knocked it out of the park with this one. Like I came up with this and this was like home run. Cassidy killed it. Oh yeah. Um, well, luckily I have the best team ever. So almost every single day feels like that. I'm not <laughs> even kidding. I think I feel that way each time I put a new menu out. The new menu kind of is always featuring my best experiments. I remember we were, my wife and I, again, came here randomly one night, sat at the bar. And I think it was a Negroni with rose petals in it or something like that. Or Oh, I put a rose petal on everything. <laughs> it was great. I, I just, it was one of the best cocktails yeah. I ever had. I loved it. Yay. I love that. Um, that that's the kind of detail that stands out to you. I try my best to take the time and attention. That's what makes things delicious mm -hmm. is that attention to mm -hmm. it. And I was thinking about that on my way over here actually about what it was that I wanted to talk about. Mm -hmm. And I think that what makes us stand out as a team is that attention to detail, that time put in mm -hmm. ahead of time and it's flawless and seamless. You can tell that you care that it's a creative endeavor, that you care about the experience as much as the food and the drink. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, it's, I would say it's a little bit of an art form. Yeah. So in addition to the, the table seating, you also have the bar open, and there's a, a small menu that people can get from the bar, right? Yes. So um, we have our prefix dinner or oh. our a la carte menu where you can come sit at the bar, have a few cocktails, have a few plates, it's common to just get them all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, the, it's my, my favorite, the daily focaccia. That's my it's a wonderful focaccia. It yeah. really is. Another thing I like about the layout of this, whether you're at the bar getting the uh, a la carte menu or in the dining area, it, it's very intimate. You can strike up conversation with the person next to you. And we, we, we've done it quite a few times mm -hmm. and get to know someone else. What, what I like, um, and I, I haven't had a chance to come here yet. This is my first time here, so I, I'm going to change that soon, obviously. But um, you have a real burgeoning community here in, in Kenmore. Even five years ago, I don't think you would have seen the level of development, the business growth, and, you know, frankly, a, a place like this, like on the stretch of Delaware. No disrespect to our, our friends in Kenmore, but... Our Kenmorons. Yeah. Our Kenmorons. <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean, really, we're, we're starting... You're classing up the joint a little bit yeah. here, huh? Yeah, it's kind of like a, a little secret. Um, and we kind of like it that way because you have to be curious to come in here. You have to be able to push your uh, like comfort zone a little mm -hmm. bit, which is definitely the kind of people that we want to see come in. You have to be able to set aside your, you know, I need a steak for dinner. No, you don't. You mm -hmm. need to nothing mm -hmm. else other than to walk in the door the feeling of walking in the door you don't really know what's going to be around the corner it's like a you know purple light in a black hallway you can kind of see the bar through the riveted glass it's kind of like mysterious when you turn around the corner i i like a to jump scare when yeah. as soon as you turn around the corner <laughs> maybe that's what i should start doing yeah. I, I do think i scare this. people sometimes because i am very outwardly like 
welcome. Just, just jump out with a plastic Richard Nixon mask on. <laughs> I want to put it past our chef and owner, uh, Brian McCosey, to do something like that. <laughs> I think there's a monkey mask somewhere. Uh, uh, you, could, you could get Avery involved. That's, that's oh, what he yeah. could do during <laughs> point, point break team night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, part of that curiosity of, of coming in and being silly. We are all a little bit silly and try to, even though it feels and looks sleek and, you know, mysterious, everyone that works here, we are genuinely having a good time. We want to make people feel comfortable and be themselves, even though it's, you know, matte black walls. Mm-hmm sleek sexy black tile purple lights it's like we'll put on like groovy funky stuff and just be hanging out right so Mm -hmm. it's kind of intimidating a little bit but then a few drinks in or something somebody asks me what's in the decanters Mm -hmm. then they get the full experience okay all right well let's talk about what's in the decanters Mm -hmm. (laughs) what's in the decanters oh that's my favorite question (laughs) funny you ask (laughs) um each the canter is a spirit from each section. So the first one is vodka. Right now it's being infused with hibiscus. Um, the center is gin. Right now that's charred lemon peel, charred juniper berry. Um, on the end is uh, some mezcal with citrus peels in it. Uh, previously I had some chilies going, which that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and the top one is rye whiskey. It has espresso infusing so it's a labor of love takes time Mm -hmm. those are in all of my featured cocktails at this time we were talking before and you said like this is only what your second year like you're not you're not a a traditional bartender you don't view yourself as a bartender um or you maybe you do now but it's kind of fell into it it wasn't exactly what i was going for i started a passion project during the pandemic a little time on my hands, but uh, I'm always busy. So I had to, you know, put my interest to work. I'm like, okay, what am I really gonna do? And um, I took an online herbalism course and also have been working in the hospitality industry for 14 years and was like, okay, how do I tie these two things in? Because I view all this time I've put in as experience that I would you know obviously like to continue using Mm -hmm. without having to always just be serving tables okay so that is a dream and so I put that time into researching what it was that I was truly interested in let myself knock all the walls down and just be like okay I want to learn about these plants Mm -hmm. I am passionate about learning about plants let's see where this leads me so I did my first infusions then, which I have a few out for you guys to try um, while you're here. And, you know, I had a few errors, but I had a few wins Mm -hmm. and quickly realized that's something I want to keep doing all the time. I mean, it's working while I'm sleeping. Mm -hmm. So um, I've spent the past few years perfecting each batch I make. um, And I'm going to be trying to move forward on making them in bigger batches and Mm. sharing them in a bigger way soon. But... Yeah, I mean, that, it's kind of where it stems from, that interest in that. Okay, well, traditionally, bars were where you got your medicine from. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of us still do. Right, yeah. 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 Right, yeah. It's, I, I still have the, the Winston Churchill prescription of I need a fifth of gin every day. Uh, yeah. I mean, 
It helps. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the apothecary in alchemy. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of where I went from the herbalist approach. I was like, well, I don't really want to tell people what to do with their bodies with plants. That's I'll leave that up to people with ample training um, about bodies. Uh, what can I have ample training in that I can feel confident in? Bitters, tinctures, and beverages. I can handle that for now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'm, I'm your typical Kenmore uh, yutz, right? So I, I, I love drinking my blue lights. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I... My name is Dave. My na- Yeah, my name is Dave. <laughs> and, uh, you know, when I'm not scratching my you-know-whats, I'm, you know, uh, I'm just at a bar fly somewhere, maybe at Kelly's mm-hmm. Corner or something, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so sell me... Devlin's Deuce is probably more likely. The, you're right, the Deuce, yes. <laughs> so, I, okay, I, I stumbled my way in here. Mm-hmm. And how, how do you sell... And, and again, no disrespect to the fine people at Kenmore with their great tastes. Right. Um, go Blue Devils. Go Blue Devils, yeah. No, but how do you, how do you sell like, the community? Because mm-hmm. obviously, like, there, oh, there is... Oh, I have a thing to say. I, I'm ready. Lay it on me. Yeah, what do you really want? is often the thing that I've been saying. Um, People come in maybe just nervous, feeling, you know, they're out of their comfort zone walking in the door, okay? Mm -hmm. But they are pushing themselves to, they want to check it out. They want to see what this is all about, right? Maybe something someone would say is, can I have a vodka soda or a gin and tonic? And to that, I ask, what do you really want? what kind of gin? Well, it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, let's talk about it. I have a few different gins that I love right now. There's floral, there's herbal, mm-hmm. there's botanical, there's juniper forward. These are all different. Let's talk about it. And then I get to the bottom of what they mm-hmm. really want. Maybe someone learns something from that. That, that kind of gets people loosened up. Or sometimes they just want a vodka soda and let them have it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, I, I think that there's a lot of people who, you, you don't get pushed on that often, mm-hmm. right? Like nobody, you, you, you show up your typical bar, you're like, yeah, uh, gin and tonic. Oh, okay, here you go, you know, here's some gin, here's right. some tonic. Very little care or, de- you know, um, attention to detail mm-hmm. put into that. But that, that seems to be antithetical to what you're doing. Like this is yeah. very, everything here like, is very much- do you really a- want an old fashioned? Because tell me why. Mm-hmm. If you have a good reason why you really want an old fashioned, I mean- Go for it, but I think that you can do cool stuff with whiskey that's not just sweetened on mm-hmm. ice. Mm-hmm. I think there's better ways. I'm I'm all about doing cool things with whiskey. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Besides driving, that's yeah. not cool. Yeah, that's that's kind of what we do. We podcast. And we do cool things with whiskey. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We certainly don't say no to them. No, I don't think so. It's <laughs> so funny. I have so many cool things with, going on with whiskey, like espresso in it. Oh well, oh. it's too late for. It is. Yeah, I'm. I'm a, <laughs> no, I'm but, a wuss but I, I was very. My interest caffeine. was very peaked when you, you said uh, espresso yeah. and rye. I was yeah. like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we are a rye uh, in the well kind of bar here. Mm. Yeah, we have some cool stuff, and it's always ever changing. Top shelf is kind of like cooler featured things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not holding on to any product that's up there. I'm really open to learning about what other people have that's cool to talk about. And mm-hmm. Where do you draw inspiration from, like, your drinks and stuff? Because, obviously, you know, you clearly have a lot of ideas and, you know, put a lot of thought and effort into it. Are there, like, places, like, you're drawing inspiration from, or is it all just, like, springing from, you know, the team here, everybody's mm-hmm. minds as a creative, or are you, like, 
like every other great artist and like stealing from somebody else? <laughs> well, it kind of depends. So um, I have like a layout in my head of different like profiles, mm -hmm. oozy one, uh, super approachable one, stuff like that. But for the most part, I'll just have like ingredients that are at their peak at the time mm -hmm. and just see how I can use them best. It's hard in Buffalo to have fresh inspirational ingredients we, all we, year round. We don't have a long oh, growing season. How many more beets can you guys eat? <laughs> like, it's all, it, is beet season over yet? Because I'm like ready. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm excited because, you know, it's... Well, it's going to be April by the time this comes out. And, uh, I mean, that is fiddlehead and ramp season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so I, I'm very excited Violets. for it. Yep. I uh, actually just got back from Asheville. I kind of like to go down there and skip ahead a few months and mm -hmm. start spring early. Um, and I was able to go foraging and got a bunch of really beautiful violets that I infused into some alcohol that uh, my my father made actually, mm. so mountain men make spirits. So right, you yeah. gotta use it. Right, yeah. It's, I've seen the History Channel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's exactly what you think. It is. <laughs> um, but I got a lot of inspiration from skipping ahead to spring as well. Mm. So my spring menu just came out. Mm. You know, happy spring equinox. Yeah. And so I have a drink on there called Come What May. Mm -hmm. And it is featuring violet-infused gin with local tart cherry from Singer Farm. has a blend of vermouth um, and lemon. It's really floral and delicious and tastes like spring, looks like spring. Almost every drink that I make ends up being pink. Mm. I uh, can't help it. <laughs> it's just what it is. <laughs> Very eastery. Yeah. And pink's the best flavor. Right. Yeah. Right. That's that oh, pink sure. lemonade. Yeah. Yeah. It's the that's the best lemonade. Un, un, unrivaled. Yeah. Uh, flavor. Pink. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So you also my favorite pop star. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see, I'm more of a Harry Styles guy <laughs> myself, but. Oh, did you see the NPR uh, Tiny Desk with Harry Styles? No, I haven't. I, I haven't. Was sad about. Actually, impressed. He's yeah. good. Yeah. He's he, he's I not bad. Know. He's yeah. good. He's, he's, a, he's a pop know. star. He's uh he's this generation's Robbie Williams. <laughs> okay. I mean, <laughs> sure, maybe. <laughs> we'll table very, it. We'll very, table very it. Very moody guy. Yeah, very moody guy. Yeah. So moody. Yeah. <laughs> Robbie Williams or Harry Styles? Yes to both. <laughs> yes. Uh, um, but yes, we'll we'll put aside the Harry Styles talk for later. Mm -hmm. Um I mean, no, that the amount of detail and especially the seasons, you know, I know duh, we live in Buffalo, we're very uh slavish to our seasons here by necessity, but I don't know. I think it is pretty unique in a lot of way to think about your, your drink menu in relation to mm -hmm. the seasons. Um, obviously, you know, food availability being what it is. Mm -hmm. I know there's certain drinks like, you know, I'm not going to have like a, a Tom and Jerry in the middle of August, but at the same time, I think that uh, maybe is underexplored territory that thinking about, you know, drink profiles and, you know, things that you tie them to certain times of year or mm -hmm. bringing out from, you know, your surroundings, like into drink menu. Think about it that way. Cause I certainly mm -hmm. don't. I mean, I, I've, I've tried to become more mindful. Like last year, um, in like, you know, peak summer uh, when watermelons were fresh, I was making, um, watermelon gimlets. Oh yeah. 
uh, with you know with some mint and them. And I've been trying to mix in more fresh ingredients into my cocktails, uh, you know, at different peaks of seasons. Still haven't figured out a good way to use fiddleheads, but uh, you know, I'll get there. I have a few ideas on that. Yeah. Let's do a collab on that. Oh, actually, I'm into that. Yeah, I mean, it, such is life, though. All all of our bits and pieces of life revolve around the seasons. Mm-hmm. We're all affected. And if you're not paying attention to that, then you're, you know, mm-hmm. really not paying attention. But um, it, it it comes down to what's accessible and then what do you want to support. Mm-hmm. And I try to support my favorite local farmers from the farmer's market, especially if I can get stuff from them through the heat of summer and still be using it now, I'm still, you know, cherishing and enjoying something that someone grew that I think is awesome. Uh, shout out to Play-Doh-Dale Farm. Mm-hmm. They're probably my favorite. What was that again? Play-Doh-Dale. Play-Doh-Dale? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're pretty great over there. That attention to detail from them can be translated all the way through me preserving it to a guest sitting, walking into a bar in Kenmore, sitting down and having something delicious from the summer from a local farm. I mean, I'm, that's priceless. Mm-hmm. Can, you, can you go into more about, you've traveled, you were in Pittsburgh for a while, you just mentioned you went to Asheville. Mm-hmm. In Buffalo and Western New York, can you compare our, I guess, our connection with the farms and our, and our connection with each other in terms of the community sourcing local where uh, compared to other places Mm -hmm. i think there's like a movement the slow food movement was a thing a few years ago right Mm -hmm. Uh, expand on that because i really i don't know what the slow food movement yeah there's like people of environmental minds were trying i think a lot comes down to environmental impact on on what we're talking about and ultra sustainability is good for the environment and living locally, spending locally. In Buffalo, our community makes that easier. You can text your neighbor and be like, can I borrow a cup of sugar? I've run across the street and gotten a little baking soda from the bakery next door. Little things like that. Going, if there's a, you know, a market, right? And going and networking just by supporting local artists and whatever, you run into people there, you have conversations, find out what it is that they have to offer the community and be able to tie that in with what you're doing. Then everyone comes and supports each other. All those things are easily accessible. And if you actually genuinely you know, care about the people that you live in and around, support each other in those ways, I mean, what a beautiful thing. Um, we were having a conversation recently about how we as a team want to you know be a part of the community in ways and um, my best idea is a community cleanup it's april 23rd Uh, i put together like a little tour to walk some of my favorite communities and clean up i'm just gonna i have a hatchback i'm just gonna put in some snacks and gloves and bags and things and whoever wants to join me can join me that is a way I see as a good way to give back without it being like financially giving or, you know, there's many ways showing up. Buffalo Mm -hmm. has a lot of drinking though. Like Mm -hmm. I would like to say, I want want to be able to tap into the community, to be able to connect and things without it being centered around alcohol. 
although it, I am a bartender, please, please <laughs> yeah, come yeah, get yeah, drinks. Yeah. Yeah. Where, well, let's not, where. let's not write <laughs> off that part so fast. <laughs> right. uh, but balance. And right. I see that as a huge thing to spend quality time with people and build those relationships without alcohol being involved. But it's also very cool to be able to mm-hmm. support each other in those ways. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, even with the alcohol involved, I mean, you know, again, your ethos here is not like, you know, hey, just guzzle down your, you know, right. This this is a brick bar, whatever. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) you know, this is it's it's the building that experience out, and Mm -hmm. um, you seem to be very mindful of experience and community, and you know that that seems to be reflected in your in your product here, what you're providing. That you know, again, like you can go to a lot of restaurants or bars and just be, yeah whatever you just exist as a a place Mm -hmm. right um you're just a conduit for me feeling my alcohol problem but here it's like no i want to offer you something i want to i want to give you an experience i want this to be Mm -hmm. experiential um you know both for the community and for you sitting down at the bar wondering what the hell do i want and be able to share those collaborations um butterblock bakery is incredible Mm -hmm. um my friend Colleen is the owner and her sous chef Molly. They're both really great friends of mine. And we um, were able to do like, the, I mean, we've done collaborations without doing collaborations, if that makes any sense. Um, you know, I sourced local cherries from her when my cooler broke and my local cherries that I was so proud of that I preserve were open and had to be thrown out. And then, uh-oh, they're... <laughs> Now what? Mm-hmm. There's no cherries mm-hmm. <laughs> that are local right now. Yeah. So to be able to call upon your neighbor, have a collaboration of that sort, or um, I was gifted grape liqueur, grape pie liqueur from my friend Molly, and used it in some really delicious gin fizz that it was like a grape pie gin fizz. And the collaborations, the change of seasons, that constant evolution of well you know what sometimes we won't have cherries because guess what that's life you're not always going to get to have fresh cherries so if you want to have a manhattan with a cherry in it i'm sure you can go down the road and have that somewhere else and then that's just not what we have to offer here um so the brand that i have been building quietly but daily um is called in progress it's called that because i'm open to it changing but the motto or if you will has been inspired by the change of seasons and collaboration so i have a lot of tinctures going right now single ingredient tinctures Mm. uh so it's like a bitters library traditional apothecary style my goal someday if it's in the cards or whatever that saying is, uh, is to be able to make blends, maybe for somebody special, say, I've done a blend for my friend that was getting married, and I wanted to make her something special based on her interests, right? That could be one. Or maybe there's a bar that wants to partner with me, that wants to have their own special blend, Mm -hmm. right? Or you can also use them as medicine. So Mm -hmm. one little tincture drop is actually um, super powerful if used on a regular basis. There's a really well-known company called Herb Farm. It's actually available at like, oh, 
Wegmans plug and I feel right. <laughs> Sponsor me. Um, <laughs> I have personally a ton of their single ingredient tinctures at my house or in my bag. Like somebody's like, ooh, I, uh, my head hurts. I'm like rifling through my bag. Like, oh, I have a tincture for that. Like, <laughs> I can also just give you alcohol. And yeah. like, that too. It might hurt more, it, hurt, it might hurt less, but you will definitely feel different. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. One or two little drops every couple of hours from a specific tincture targeted towards an ailment knocks it out. Like, it's medicine. It's mm-hmm. strong, powerful stuff. And FDA, if you're listening, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Cassidy, thank you so much. And, and you said you had some, uh, some infusions for us to... I sure do. <laughs> I have the first blend that I ever made. Um, it's spring 2020. It's uh, like rose and cardamom and pretty much all the flowers. I'm pretty much very much into flowers a lot. So floral, spiced. Should we do this one, uh, hot one style? Should we? Oh, we, should, we can do that. You want to do that? You yeah. Wanna, let's let's pause and you want to pause it and yeah. get it set up. Okay. And we're back. And we've got these beautiful drinks in front of us. So before we consume, talk to us a little bit about what uh, what we've got here. Yeah, so over the top is a rose petal with rose water. Um, The cocktail is vodka infused with hibiscus. It has lemon and dry vermouth with my spring 2020 bitter blend. Mm. All right. All right. Cheers, my friends. Cheers. Cheers. Try not to just over the electronics. It's so funny to see like, like men with the <laughs> pink drinks. Pinkies <laughs> up. Just, just gonna give it a. It's a nice floral scent from the rose and the hibiscus. I'm sure. The bitters are a blend of cardamom, rose, hibiscus, lavender, chamomile, calendula, cinnamon. A little bit. I don't oh, even want to. I don't even want to drink this. I just want to smell it. Like it's just so <laughs> it's beautiful. Right. The best part is when the rose petal like hits your nose mm-hmm. and you get like mm-hmm. a lot of that floral in your nose, but the cocktail itself is boozy and bitter. Mm-hmm. Just the right amount of just sweetness. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah, just the right amount of sweetness in it. Yep, it's lovely. Thank you. That's awesome. Yeah, it finishes very well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, this is gorgeous. Pretty complex. Yeah, that's a that's a bouquet of flavors in there. Mm-hmm. Where did um, I mean? Where did the inspiration for this? You know. Uh, come from this particular all the ingredients like how did like was it what you were in the lab one day in the you know the apothecary lab and you're, you're thinking this up i want to i want to pop into your mind a little bit like well how did you come you know with the finishing on the this and the mm-hmm, doing mm-hmm. the that um, i find that fascinating yeah so i studied the history of cocktails and learned uh like the basic recipes and I pretty much keep the same specs, but use the ingredients in different ways. So I'll take like vodka and infuse it with something and then be able to use that flavor without necessarily having anything artificial or sweetened. Mm-hmm. I, I typically have pretty dry mm-hmm. cocktails um, because I personally don't like adding white bleach sugar to mm-hmm. anything that I'm making. Um, yep. A lot of what I make, I would say, is similar to, like, bear with me. We're barren. When you go to clean your fridge out and you have a bunch of random stuff, 
and you just decide which way can I uh, put these things together mm -hmm. is essentially, it's like a very chaotic method, to mm -hmm. be honest with you. But if I have a bunch of things in front of me, I'll probably like categorize them in certain ways and try to use them. Right. That's like the at-home version of Chopped. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I might be really good at that. Maybe yeah. I should like reach try. out. Yeah. It almost has like a, almost like a dry juice, like mm -hmm. what I'm getting here. Dry bit juicy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There and then go. like, and then like I said, that you know that bitter finish at the end, but like not, not too bitter, not like squeeze your face, but like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I tend to do a lot of floral aspects as I clearly. Um, but I do personally like really bitter, boozy stuff. Mm -hmm. I love Negronis. Um, it's probably my favorite classic cocktail. And I'm with you. Yeah, I mess around with that recipe quite a bit. Right now I'm like blending a bitter liqueur with a blood orange liqueur and Amaro um, and use different kinds of gin. And I always use blended vermouth. Mm. <laughs> Don't tell me anyone loves sweet vermouth. There's no way. <laughs> There's just no way. Like I can appreciate it for what it is, mm -hmm. but it you, nobody wants just dry vermouth necessarily all the time either. You want to blend. You really. It's what you really want. I'm convinced. <laughs> I won't disagree. What What I like about this is while it, you know it has a complex flavor profile to it, it's 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 simple. You know, it's not. I think back there was a period of time. Uh, about 10 years ago, right, where that was, uh, you know, the, the cocktail era of things where you had yeah. the, the classic hipster and the suspenders and, mm -hmm. you know, the, the haircut and the tattoos down the arms. You know, Some, it, like, a uh, song for a cocktail name. Right, right. Yeah, you know, you know exactly. Something that makes no sense, mm -hmm. like, only to them. Right, right. You know exactly the type Which of I do. person <laughs> and place that I'm talking about. Um, you know, and... and the whole speakeasy vibe, uh, I think, is you know come and gone a long time ago. Uh, this is not that. This is um, again very natural, uh, very simple and elegant. I would say. Thank you. You know, you're not like flipping. I'm sure you could flip stuff and do stuff, but I that, don't know. Guys. <laughs> um, Maybe by accident, and then I'm like, oh yeah, I did that on purpose. Yeah. yeah. Here's your flaming mo. Yeah. Flaming yeah. Mo. But but this is a drink that I think sp uh, speaks for itself, as opposed yeah. to you know. Another nice touch is the glassware you have. And yeah. I think you, you source that from various uh, places, right? Now. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have a lot of really cute things. <laughs> I love it. I love the glasses. Uh, I have gotten some of them from antique stores. And um, actually, Chef Brian's mom found this hmm. set that we're using right now. They're so beautiful. It's like a yeah. short coupe style mm. with a pedestal base um there's a name for them but i i'm not that knowledgeable on mm. glassware but um some of my beakers and things I actually sourced from a really random place in finley lake mm. new york no kidding um mm -hmm. yeah like i went through this antique shop with all these different rooms and obviously every single room had a bunch of glassware and i'm like <gasps> Every single time. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. So excited. Found so many little glasses and, like, found these teeny tiny little mugs mm -hmm. that, like, look like beer mugs. I love people Ooh. that you, yeah, it's so cute. But anyway, I found this whole room full of beakers at the end and all this science experiment equipment. Mm -hmm. 
who better to find all of these things than me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I've been using those every day. As you can see, I've been oh keeping um, like a flask of Negroni on my station. Also, I have a few catchphrases. I don't know if you guys are like into that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, let's hear them. We got to it on us. You heard about the what do you really want, mm-hmm. but I like to say welcome to my station. <laughs> Okay, okay. So, so I'm I'm coming to the bar for a drink, <laughs> and and so we're, what context does this come up? This would come up if you maybe came if you were invited behind to the bar. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. You'd be it's like you know like the pilot's cockpit kind mm-hmm. of vibe. Like this is mm-hmm. this is my station. Yeah. I have all right, all right. Is that secret little bits and bobs under there? And you also follow up with like do you like gladiator movies? <laughs> <laughs> There's a. Do you guys play games, card games, oh, yeah. or oh, yeah. board games? Oh yeah. Ever? Yeah. So there's all. This plays into the curiosity factor of being here at Black Iron. Um, there is, if you sit in the right seat, you can see the box for a card game called Quiddler, one of my favorites. It's like a kind of like a Scrabble card game, but you have to know. And then also, if you don't know, you ask about it, and then I'm like. Yeah, let's play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I also have like a mini disco ball uh, that plugs into my phone that I can just turn on anytime. Also, we have a disco ball on a switch. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. Oh, Usually that- after like 9.30, we will, the playlist change. Mm-hmm. DJ Struggle Bus yep. on deck, <laughs> and we turn on the disco ball and just, it's more for us while we're shutting down, <laughs> to be honest with you, um, but we like to share that with very special people as well. Yeah. Man. I'm going to have to come in and do that. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. I'll close the place down. <laughs> yeah. Sippy Saturdays. That's Sippy the time Saturdays? to come okay. in. Sippy Saturdays. I, I right. try my best to not indulge throughout the week. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to live a healthy lifestyle. Right on. Um, sometimes I'll have a Sippy Wednesday. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> testing cocktails it does get tricky. Mm-hmm. But um, for those Or part, a Sippy Monday. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Or who yeah. knows, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, Sippy Saturdays, the night to come in. Disco ball, 930. Fun, fun playlist. Let's get into the, because I'm sure the people are wondering, let's get into the logistics and, and all that. So uh, days you're open, times you're open. Yeah, we're open Wednesday through Saturday, 5 to 10 p.m. Cool, cool, cool. And, okay, we're, we're looking, obviously. And if you're coming for dinner, make reservations, yeah, right? It's reservation only for dinner, um, or you can stop in and check it out, come up to the bar have a cocktail, try a few things off the menu. A way I like to describe it is um, for someone that's unsure to to take that leap of faith, it's like going to grandma's house. Dinner's at seven, you know you're gonna like it, it's gonna be good, there will be something for you. Mm-hmm. Um, we do accommodate food allergies. Be honest though, if you're like, oh, I have a dairy allergy, we can accommodate for you, but don't show up and be like, yeah, but it, I actually want that ice cream. It looks really good. <laughs> <laughs> no sandbagging. Because then, yeah. you know, you ruin it for everybody. Yep. <laughs> We're not going to trust you. Right. And location-wise, I mean, you got a primo spot here. You know, you're right down the street from um, 
Fatty Beer Works is right down the street within mm-hmm. walking distance. So yeah, we have great neighbors. Very walkable. Um, Nowhere Lounge just opened down yes. the street as well. Mm-hmm. 70s themed bar. Really great people doing cool things over there. Um, this whole other strip is pretty awesome as well. Lots of walkable little things to do mm-hmm. and um, shops and whatnot. Yeah, it's it's like I said, it's really encouraging to see Kenmore becoming like a you know, a walkable community. A lot more businesses are, are popping up here. Cool businesses, not just like, you know. Yeah. No, no disrespect. Yeah, you, to should move, cool. you should move down. And, you know, it's going to be, it's, it's the new poppin' neighborhood, it's really. It's poppin'. Yeah. It is poppin'. It's hip. It's, it's poppin'. That's the new Brooklyn. <laughs> that's what I always say about Kenmore, the, yeah, new, right. the yeah. new Brooklyn. Yep. People, I do like seeing people come in here and genuinely like, where's the meat shop? What's it called? Holsters. Where was this Holsters? And then there was a jewelry <laughs> shop right. next door, yeah. and that has been hilarious. People make it all the way in here still, and wondering where the jeweler is. <laughs> Do I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> but you're here now. I mean, you can hang out with us, but I mean, didn't, no. Did you know if you move into a location, you automatically know the history? Of oh, where everyone yeah. Is in, yeah, yeah, in that location. Uh, yeah. yeah. When you have enough cocktails, you look up the disco ball. Yeah, you might right. <laughs> so if okay, so if you're looking to uh, make a reservation or you know what, what's the best way to get in touch with Black Iron Bistro? Yeah, so uh, we have our website. Make a reservation there. Email inquiries. Um, we can rent out the whole space and do really cool cocktail parties. I really love doing that. Let's do more of that. It's so cool. We can play the disco ball the whole time, mm. if that's the case. <laughs> and uh, we've done a couple like birthday parties, private events, where people rent out the whole space. We love doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more of a, like a curated experience fit for like, you know, you and eighteen of your friends. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah! And, and Cassidy, if we wanted to, uh, if you want to get your own social media or whatever out there, if not, no big deal. But uh, where could we follow if, if we wanted to follow your adventures? And Yeah, um, I'm pretty silly. Uh, I do have an Instagram that's my personal account. I decided a long time ago that it's way too challenging to try to run, like, multiple Instagrams accounts. I am, like, who I am. You can follow me at Cassidy Star with two R's. My Instagram handle. I do have my in progress brand, but I definitely don't post on it as much. That's kind of like for of like news or mm-hmm. like a really cute picture of flowers. Um, but for my daily projects, yeah, my personal Instagram is it. Awesome. Well, hey, uh, thanks for having us here and. Yeah. Uh, yeah, thank you. I can't wait to come in here, uh, make some reservations. And what a crew! Yeah, can't wait to come back. Can't wait to be back. With Let's Go Pills, I wanted to make a beer that was similar to the beers I grew up drinking in in the tailgate. And I wanted a clear American lager that was crisp and and just really sharp. It it takes the classic American lager and and we we showcase craft ingredients made by locals, made by fans, uh, to be shared by fans. Bring community to all that you do and good things happen.